Welcome to the Design Your Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Marilee Blair. Let me be your positive light to help you reach your highest potential and put you in an empowered frame of mind every episode. It's time to get excited for our lives and be in charge of designing our happiness every single day. Let's go. Welcome back to the Design Your Happiness podcast. I'm so excited to have this very special guest on the show today who's going to give you so many free key nuggets to helping you lead a happy and successful life and business. My guest is a successful business owner, real estate professional, and real estate investor. He constantly focuses on growth and works so hard in his life to make his dreams a reality. He is passionate about helping others find their dream homes, helping people to build the business of their dreams. And in his free time, he loves traveling the world and has been to 33 countries and counting. Everyone, please meet my amazing, my incredibly inspiring husband, Mike Blair. Welcome to the show, my love. I am excited and honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for being part of this. Um, I want to start the show with your favorite quote. I actually have a lot of favorite quotes, and the one that's most relevant and stood out to me for this particular podcast and interview is one by Brendan Burchard, and it goes like this. Courage is the ability to have faith, persistence, and strength in the face of fear, pain, and stress. Have faith today. Keep persisting toward your dreams because we need you. The world needs more people with a courageous heart. Oh, I love that. I love that that's the quote that we're starting this podcast episode, especially because the main topic of this episode is, you know, how to become the CEO of your life and taking action to live the life of your dreams. And that quote just portrays you have to have faith and you have to keep going to make your dreams happen and keep having that strength, you know, admit everything that those things that happen in your dream. So I love your quote. Um, how do you feel that you designed happiness in your life? For me, designing happiness has everything to do with determining what I actually want out of life. And so I think that's the hardest part for people is really determining what do they really want to achieve? What do they want to accomplish? Who do they want to inspire? Who do they want to impact? Who do you want to meet? And from all of those things, I've been able to design my happiness and design my life based on some of those questions I've asked myself. I love that. And that's obviously how we've been able to meet too in our life because, you know, you take two people that are happy in their own lives. And when you meet, you're able to be happier based on meeting someone who has already found that happiness. So I completely agree that that is the type of person that you are and how you've found your happiness and how so many people are inspired by you and the leader you are. And I know that you have owned so many different types of businesses in your life. How many business have you owned as an owner and operated just so people can get an idea, the business owner that you are? Well, I've participated in a lot of different businesses. Uh, I've owned and operated a total of five technically. Um, and I don't know if that's a great thing or a scary thing. Um, for me, it was more about testing what I liked and what I didn't like and participating in things to understand if I wanted to do something long-term or not. And so total, uh, I've owned and operated five different businesses. That's a lot of different businesses. And 
So did you have a favorite of those businesses? And um, what has been the consistent lesson that you've learned from all of the businesses that you have owned? I'm currently involved in the real estate industry and in the business consulting industry. And those two by far are my favorite too. Um, I've, I've owned restaurants and been in branding and in apparel and, um, you know, some different other businesses, but the business consulting and the real estate businesses are my favorites. Um, I think the reason why they are my favorite is because every day is different. Every client is unique. And in these two businesses, I am forced to always bring my A game to deliver value to my clients and my colleagues. In the other businesses, you can kind of skate by. You don't have to bring your A game all the time. But in real estate and in business consulting, like people are relying on you and depending on you to be the expert or to help guide them. And so for me, that pushes me to become better and better every day. And that is why they are my two favorite. So you love having those challenges in business. So that way you deliver the best customer service, but that there's also so much challenges involved in real estate. So you obviously, you thrive off of that. I do. So before you became a business owner, you had an amazing corporate job. How did you make that decision to walk away from the corporate world and start several of your businesses? It was actually easy for me. Getting a corporate job after college and while in college wasn't really part of my plan. Uh, in my early 20s, I actually attempted to purchase the company that I had been working with for a long time since I was 16 years old. And when that didn't pan out and, and, and play out the way I expected it to, um, then I actually transitioned into the new company as a purchase. Um, we were, the company I was working with and I, I attempted to buy um, was purchased by a larger company and I kind of came with that company. And so um, for me, when it was a time to transition back out of a corporate job, um, it was actually really easy for me because that's my intention and that was my plan from the very beginning. And so um, I didn't really have any second guesses or, or any, any challenges with that necessarily from a commitment standpoint. Uh, but I did set myself up to do that transition successfully. So saved money, had my finances in order, had my plans in order before I made the transition, which made um, it easier for me to create success faster in the business endeavors that I jumped into. So do you feel that that's helpful to set up a plan before you jump into, you know, I'm just going to start my own business? Or do you think that it's helpful to like you could just start something brand new without a plan? I mean, I'm a very analytical person. And so for me, it's important to have a have a plan and figure out what you're working towards um, and figure out exactly what you're going to do to be able to approach it the right way. And so for me, it's important to have a plan and, and an approach. I completely agree with that. I, and it's helpful that you had that plan and all the business plans that you've had. But were you at all scared to start a business and walk away from a comfortable lifestyle and expected income, you know, because that's completely different when you're working for corporate or you have a job, you're, you're making this set money. And then all of a sudden when you're starting a business, you're taking on, you know, so many risks and there's that uncertainty of how much am I going to make to survive? So were you at all scared when you were leaving that comfortable income to start something completely different, not knowing how much you would make? 
Uh, I mean, I think there's a fine line between being scared and being excited. And at the point that I was making that transition, I built enough confidence and belief in myself and in my skills to know that I could figure out how to make it work. And in any business, whether I was an employee or I was the owner, um, I believe that you earn the income that that you um, receive. And, And so if I take that same approach to entrepreneurship and to being a business owner, well, I have the responsibility to earn the income that I desire. And so um, I just had that same mindset going into entrepreneurship and um, I wasn't as you know scared or nervous to take that leap of faith. Yeah. And you just went for it and it shows with everything that you've done in your life and how successful you are now. What do you feel is the biggest lesson that you have learned from starting each new business you've started? There's a lot of lessons in in entrepreneurship and in business. And I would say a big lesson is to begin with the end in mind. I, you know, I enjoy a variety of businesses and therefore I've tested and participated in a variety of businesses. And now going into something and starting something, I always begin with the end in mind. And I'm, I mean, basically I look to achieve or accomplish um, something specific before I even get started. And so if I'm going to participate in something nowadays, I want to know what the outcome is going to look like. And I also know that that's going to change over time as I go through the business. And at least I have some type of, of projected outcome um, to be able to, to build the belief in myself and have conviction in myself to see it through to get to that outcome. Hmm. Yes. And how do you take that phrase of becoming the CEO of your life and apply it to your life and your current real estate business? I mean, for me, the, the, the CEO portion of it, to me, it really just means taking ownership of your life and of your business. Um, you know, as a CEO, that stands for chief executive officer. And if you just apply that to your life, then you are in charge of your life and in charge of taking ownership of the successes and of the failures that come with it. And it's the same for me in business. I personally take responsibility when things go right and especially when things go wrong, because at the end of the day, I'm the CEO of my business and of my life and it's my responsibility and it's my duty to take that ownership, learn from it and grow from it and continue to move forward. And that relates to your own happiness in your own life too. So you're taking that ownership over your life and you apply that to your business. So that's why you have the mindset that you do. Yeah, and- it's, it's easy to blame others or make excuses. And when you really start learning how to take responsibility and take ownership for your decisions and for your choices, then everything becomes under your control and you do become the CEO of your life. And that you're always taking accountability for yourself. So you can't ever let things get to you because of that attitude and that mindset. And what is your favorite book and how have the lessons in that book impacted your decision in business? Because I know reading is very important to you. My favorite book from a business perspective is actually Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is by Robert Kiyosaki. Um, it's one of the most famous and most popular business books of all time. Um, and the principles in there are very simple to understand and it's told in a story format. And so it's easy to follow and it's easy to relate. Uh, a couple of big lessons that I took from that book is number one, rich people acquire assets. And 
Um, when you read the book, you know, especially if it's your first time, maybe you don't understand what that means. And I get asked the question a lot actually by people um, because I personally live in a house that I own and I rent out rooms in my own house. And the reason why I do that, like the real underlying reason is because of this book. And when Robert Kiyosaki talks about rich people acquire assets in that book, he talks about a lot of people buy real estate and real estate is, is actually a liability, not an asset if you're buying it for personal use. And so when I buy real estate and my particular house that I live in now, it's actually an asset because it generates income. And so for me, from like a principal standpoint, um, I've, I've applied that principle to my own life and my own real estate. And so a lot of people think, oh, you rent rooms or, you know, how do you like living with other people or, you know, why do you do that? At the end of the day, it's because rich people acquire assets. And so I chose to, to do that because I needed to turn my house into an asset, not keep it a liability like it is for most people that own homes. Um, the other one was working all your life for someone else can lead you to financial struggle. And so the reason why I became an entrepreneur and the reason why I love this book so much is because it talks about the, the entrepreneurship journey and being able to create financial success and financial freedom. And I learned that working for somebody else, I leave that up to that other person and I leave the trust into that other person to help me get financially free. And that's not something that I want to leave in somebody else's hands. And so um, those are the two principles that I took away the most from that book. This just shows how inspiring you are, everything that you've learned in books, but how you actually apply it and take it into your life. That's what makes it so powerful is because when you're reading, you're not just you're not just skimming it. You're not just reading this book to just to gain knowledge, the knowledge that you're gaining, you're actually taking action to apply in your life. And so that's so powerful that you said that you're just you're taking them as assets. And this is also how you're building your financial portfolio and how you're building your dreams to make them a reality and how you're making personal things work for you. So it's just incredibly inspiring how the knowledge of what you've taken from the books and put them to action. I know that you've always been ambitious since you were a little boy and that you had big dreams for yourself. And not only did you have incredibly good grades, but you were also an athlete in high school. How do you feel being an athlete ties into your success with business? For me, the most important thing about playing sports growing up was that it was fun. It gave me something to do and it gave me an activity that I can enjoy. Uh, sports, for me, it taught me self-discipline, drive, determination, teamwork. It gave me that, that real true competitive spirit. And so I'm forever grateful for sports and that's why I love sports. Uh, but honestly, the most important lesson that sports has taught me was that talent isn't enough. Um, and, and I say that because I was never the most talented athlete. I was never the most naturally gifted person, but what I lacked in natural abilities, I made up in work ethic. And I've been fortunate enough to play sports with athletes that you know I went to high school with that ended up playing in college or playing even in the pros um, in the NFL or internationally in, in other basketball leagues. And I can confidently say that all of them had more natural talent than I did, 
but I still made it on that team and I still played with them. It's because I was able to have a work ethic that not a lot of other people were able to develop. And so when I didn't have the best shot or didn't have the best defense or didn't have the best moves, I knew that there were some things that I could develop. Maybe I couldn't dunk or maybe I couldn't do certain things on the court, but I can outrun somebody or I can outhustle somebody or I can outwork somebody. And because I was able to learn that I can do that, I was able to understand and apply that to my life. And so it goes the same thing for business. Now, I've been around a lot of other super talented business people, some of them very natural. Um, some of them have developed and learned that skill. And yet for me, I, I wasn't always natural. And so I knew I had to outperform and outwork some, in some areas to be able to look like I was natural, um, look like I was you know better or stronger or more talented. But at the end of the day, it came down to the work ethic and to developing that skill over time. And um, that all came from sports. Uh, but the last thing that I want to touch on is what I said in the beginning. I always made sure that I had fun playing sports. And it's the same with business. And if I, got, if I get to a point where I'm not enjoying it anymore, or it's no longer fun for me, then for me, sometimes that's a sign to move on to the, to the next thing. Wow. So having fun because and because it's competitive with sports and with business has helped you get this far because you also love that growth. But you're saying if something isn't fun anymore, that also means that you're also not growing anymore as well. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So that's important that you are constantly passionate, having fun, and that will continue your success, which has also gotten you to where you are now. Was there someone in your life that you looked up to or who helped motivate you in all your success, whether that was a family member or a personal hero in your life? I wouldn't say there was somebody in particular. Um, I've always had people that I look up to and that I respected, you know, my parents, my grandparents, professional athletes, other business people, coaches, teachers. You know, there's a lot of people that kind of are responsible for, you know, pouring into me to get to work for me to get to where I am right now. Um, but at the end of the day, I look at motivation. And for me, it was always whenever somebody else was dependent on me, that's when I was the most motivated. And because I learned that early on, I, I feel like I've been able to turn on my motivation and always keep it on. Um, I feel like there's a lot of people that are dependent on me for different things. My family is dependent on me for earning a good living and helping them out and contributing to the family. My clients are dependent on me to provide them top-notch service, to guide them through making good decisions or through a transaction or through their business. My friends are dependent on me for leading by example, for being a good person, for, for being driven, for being accomplished. And so because of all those things, I stay in a place of motivation to perform and to always do my best and, and perform at the highest level. I think that is also why so many people do gravitate towards you because there is, there's so many people, you have so many friends and you've, you know, you've created all these businesses and people gravitate towards you because you inspire all of them, you know, and 
and your friends, your peers, they look up to you because they want to be like you and like attracts like. And you also want to surround yourself by people that are more successful than you. I know that's something that you taught me too. And so it's amazing that you've taken something that can be really hard and challenging when people are dependent on you, but you use that as motivation for you to get things that you want in life, that you accomplish certain things in your life because people look up to you for either business advice or because, you know, your family and friends rely on you for certain things. But it's just incredible how you use motivation in such a positive way to uplift and help others. And I know that personal development and having a positive attitude is extremely important to you. Can you explain why and how personal development and having the right mindset plays a factor in your businesses and your life? Yeah, I mean, I think having the right, right mindset is, is really everything. And developing that mindset is a never-ending process. And so nobody's perfect. I'm not. And sometimes from the outside looking in, it looks like, you know, everything. I have everything figured out. Um, but at the end of the day, I've learned to have the mindset and have the positivity to be able to get out of the funk maybe faster than most people. It doesn't mean I never had a funk or I didn't have a negative thought or anything like that. I've just figured out how to get over it and, and get out of it faster than most people have. And so the mindset and continuously feeding and developing that mindset has been a crucial factor for me to reach the levels of success that I have and reach the next step and continue to persist and move forward. Um, for me, personal development, improves a lot of things. It improves self-awareness. It boosts confidence. It develops strength. It allows to expand comfort zones. And so for me, I'm a, I'm a student all the time because I need to continue to keep growing and keep learning because the world changes all the time. And, and every day it's a new change and it, it's a new thing that we're facing. And so if I don't continue to grow and adapt and be ready for those changes, then I'm going to fall behind and not be as effective. And so for me, Continual personal development is a key factor um, in, in me continuing to progress. I love that about you. I love that personal development is so important to you. And it's because of all these aspects in your life and your business and all these goals that you're trying to achieve and by having the right mindset. And so I know that you know, since I've met you eight and a half years ago, you have inspired me so much, you know, in my own life and have really helped me too with the focus of personal development and reading and also finding those, those strengths, those strengths and those workshops that also work for you because, you know, some books or some, uh, you know, key leaders, it's not that we all relate to them. So it's also finding those leaders that you look up to and that you can connect to. And, but just being able to continually grow. And like you said, being a forever student, like that's so important. We can't get too comfortable. You know, we can't just be like, okay, this is it. Like I'm happy. You can be happy where you are in your life, but you always have to be wanting to grow because that's how we really become the best versions of ourselves. is like you said, being the student and being open-minded to learn new things and not stopping that process. Yeah, I think we can learn from, from everybody and we can learn what to do, or we can also learn what not to do or what not to apply to our business. 
Uh, and I think that, you know, when going to seminars or reading a book or watching a YouTube video, you know, I think it's our job and our responsibility to find the nugget. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of trainings that maybe aren't for everybody. And yet some people are paying too much attention to the surface level. And so for me, sometimes when I go to seminars, I'm looking one level deeper than what most people do. I'm looking at that person's body language. I'm looking at that person's energy. I'm looking at that person's eye contact. I'm looking at their tonality. And some of those things get way overlooked because people are so focused on what the message was. And sometimes the message is important. And it's all those other factors that make that message, um, you know, a strong message or, or make that message mean something. And so for me, it's always about attempting to find the nugget or find the gold out of the scenario, out of the education. Oh, I love that. Finding the gold in the education. It's like this treasure that you stumbled upon and then figure out how to apply it into your life. And when people start a business or get into real estate, Sometimes it's hard for them to handle rejection and move past that fear. So how have you personally dealt with failure or rejection and turned it into a strength to keep going and to get stronger? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's always a tough thing. I've met hundreds of entrepreneurs and worked with hundreds of people, and I have not met one person that likes getting rejected. I personally don't like getting rejected and I don't know if anybody really does. So I would say it's not about liking getting rejected. It's about accepting the fact that rejection is going to take place. Um, and if you can accept that and understand that sometimes and maybe even most of the time, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting the concept or the idea or the product or something like that, then you got to take almost yourself out of it. I think the reason why people feel so bad is because they're taking it personally and they're making it about them as an individual when they get rejected. And so I think if you understand that failure and rejection is part of the game and it's also not necessarily related to you as an individual, then it becomes easier to continue to move forward. And so for me, the more rejection or the more failure that takes place, and the faster it takes place, the easier it is for me to understand what I need to do to be able to get the acceptance and get and continue to move forward. And so for me, I accept the rejection as a way for me to learn from it so that I can make sure that I continuously get better so that the next person that I show that product or service or have that conversation with, um, I'm a little bit better every single time. I love that. That is so key, guys. The rejection, when it does happen, it's not you. Remember that in your head. It's not you and that you have to keep going and you can't take it as a negative. Take it as a positive, like Mike is saying, to keep going, to get better, learn maybe what happened that, you know, it didn't succeed that route, but don't let that get to you that you're not going to succeed. You are going to succeed, but you have to keep going because it's not just him. Everybody has certain things, rejections or failures that we go through when it's business or in life. And so remember that it's not you and that you need to keep going in order to succeed. So that is that is big. When you look back at all you've accomplished in your life, 
What do you feel are your biggest accomplishments, whether it's personal or work-related or both? Yeah, I, I look at a, a lot of things that I've done and I can be proud of myself and look back at some of the accomplishments of my life. Uh, getting married was a, definitely a huge one. Um, and the reason why I think is because you know, I've been known to be a workaholic and be consumed in other things before. And so for me to be able to let some of those other things go and move towards a place that I can be happy uh, with somebody, it is a big accomplishment for me. Um, you know, buying the home that I live in now, taking risks on my dreams, those are, those are accomplishments. And it's not necessarily the business or the end product. I'm accomplished because I took risks and I was willing to make sacrifices to make things happen. And so for me, those are the accomplishments that I'm most proud of and that I'll continuously be proud of because um, I'm willing to do maybe what most people are not. And that's why I love you. <laughs> and what are some of the goals that you set for yourself and how do you plan to take action to achieve them? Yeah, for me, my goal setting is a little bit different than most people too. Um, I actually have categories of goals. And so uh, I have a health and fitness category. So some of that could be body fat percentage, could be the food that I consume, it could be meditation or journaling or things like that that have to do with health and fitness. Um, I have a business category, I have a financial category, I have an adventure category, I have a relationship category, I have an education category. And so with all these categories, I set multiple goals and objectives for those. And some of them are three months out, some of them are one year out, some of them are five years out, some of them are 30 years out. And it really just depends on what, uh, you know, the, the intention is behind it. Um, and so for me, the way that I accomplish goals is I typically reverse engineer that goal. And so uh, I reverse engineer what the total goal is. Maybe it's over the course of six months or over the course of a year. And then I break it down into actionable steps. And depending on the type of goal, I often use an acronym called SMART to help me. Um, and SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Timely. And this allows me to stay on track and really break it down in a methodical way to be able to approach it properly. So for example, let's say the goal was to earn $100,000 in, in the next 12 months. Well, then I know that I need to, to make about $9,600 a month. And so now I need to you know, break it down to a monthly basis. And then what does that mean? on a weekly basis? And then what does that mean on a daily basis? And then what activities are actually going to allow me to earn that type of income? And so when you, when you have a big goal like that, then you have to figure out how to break it down and make it into a way that is actionable and accomplished um, or easily accomplished in, in the basic form. And so that's kind of how I, I break down some of those specific goals that are quantitative um, and then there's also other goals like getting married, you know, that's it, a different goal. And so you can't really reverse engineer that precisely as precisely as like an income goal. Uh, but you can figure out how to put yourself in the right opportunities to be able to make that happen and how to be the right person to be able to attract that person and or be the right person to be able to get through that relationship with that person all the way up to getting married.
I love that acronym, SMART. That's a great acronym. Um, I would definitely recommend replaying the part where he is explaining this acronym so that way you can, it'll help you when you're setting up your goals for how you want to plan them. Like he said, when it comes to your business or your personal life or even work related. So if you're where you are in your current job in order to save and to get you to where you want to be, that's a really great acronym and nugget that Mike has shared with all of us. So please, you know, make sure you take some time to re-listen to that. But thank you so much for sharing that. So that way, at least people know something that you're doing to help people and how you're planning for your life, not just in your business, but in your relationship. So that's really important. And one final question, what advice would you give to future business owners and those that are struggling with a positive mindset? I would give a couple of things. So number one, I would say have a vision. So know what you want to get out of that business that you're looking to pursue. Uh, number two, take massive action. You know, I don't know anybody that's gotten to a high level of success without taking massive action. And then the third thing is I would always focus on delivering more than is expected. And so I've applied these principles to my business. And currently I work in the real estate industry. And for the clients that I work with one-on-one, um, -on -one, I always focus on delivering more than is expected. And when I'm able to do that, then I'm able to create a experience for them that is above and beyond their expectations. And whenever you can do that, that person is ecstatic about that experience. And so if you're looking to pursue a business, then I would focus on those three things, have a vision, take massive action and deliver more than is expected. And then those that are struggling with a positive mindset, I would say that it's about focusing on, on what you want to achieve and what you would like to accomplish and that is the hardest part, like I said in the beginning. And so once you've understood what you would like to do, then it's easier to have that vision to take massive action and deliver more than is expected. That's great, though, because everything that you're saying applies to both. That applies to the business owners. That applies to people struggling with a positive mindset. It's just different levels, but they still both both business owners and those struggling with a positive mindset, you still have to have a vision of either what type of business you want or what type of life you want. And then that will help you to get to taking the action and to deliver more than you expected, like you've done. And I just, I truly appreciate you being on the show and just inspiring so many people. And of course, being someone that inspires me so much in my life, like I feel so lucky that you're my husband, you know, because not only does it help to have someone so, you know, happy in their own life, but just the inspiration that, you know, you continue to give me and to everyone that knows you. So I'm just so blessed that you were born and I'm just so grateful to have you on the show. So thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm grateful to be on a show that uh, is inspiring and that is focused on helping people create a better life for themselves. So Thank you for doing that.
Thank you so much for joining me on the Design Your Happiness podcast. I appreciate you for listening and I hope you feel inspired. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your loved ones. I hope you have a beautiful day and get excited to design your happiness. Thank you.